Hey guys, this is Mia Clemens with Speak Up Ministry Podcast, and we are on episode 13. Today's message is called Check Yourself. This morning as I was sitting down and doing my quiet time, like I've mentioned before, this year I've really committed to do the Bible in one year. So far, so good. Again, there may be some days that I miss, but I go back and make it up. I'm, I'm staying consistent with that to ensure that I'm getting what I need and that I'm actually putting in the time and effort and really diving into, all right, what is God saying? What What is happening in some of these um, situations? And this morning, the big thing that kind of stood out to me was I never knew, and, I, and, I, and I'm in the book of Exodus, I never knew that Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights with the Lord on Mount Sinai. Now, we all heard about, you know, Jesus spending 40 days and 40 nights out in the wilderness and being tempted by the devil several times, but for some reason... Maybe I did know this, and it just never clicked. Because, you know, we can... People read the Bible over and over and over and over again. And you get something new and different every single time. And I and I know that I've read Exodus before um, several times. But that was nothing... Like, that never stood out to me until today. And the reason that... Moses was on Mount Sinai and he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights was because he was having to to rewrite the the tablet he had the tablets and he was rewriting the 10 commandments because when the Lord gave him the first set of the tablets when he came down from Mount Sinai he threw them and broke them so God was like all right get some more tablets bring them up here we're going to do this again. And that's what happened. So Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights up on Mount Sinai with God. Um, and let me tell you, it, it, is, it even states that he stayed up there without eating bread or drinking water. As he wrote the tablets, the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So imagine that too. Moses did 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Sinai without food and water. But when it was time for him to come down, when he was done writing everything, and it was time for him to come down off Mount Sinai, and he was going to meet Aaron and the Israelites, it states that his face was so radiant. And it says radiant several times, and I'm in the um, NIV version of of my Bible, but... It states that his face was so radiant. You would think, spending 40 days and 40 nights up on this mountain, no bread, no water, you wouldn't be that radiant. But it was being, to me, being in the presence of the Lord for that long, being that consistent with the Lord, and he was so radiant just beaming that Aaron and the Israelites 
They were actually afraid to come to him. Like he had to tell them, hey, come, let me read to you what the Lord has said. Let me read the, the commandments to you on what the Lord has said. And it talks about him putting a veil over his face and then going back up to Mount Sinai and then he removed the veil. But sitting and thinking about that, what what would you look like? You know, hey, let me ask this. What does radiance mean to you? You know, is that just joy? Is that peace? Is that love? Is that is it all of those? But he got that way by spending time with the Lord. Now, take that into consideration and think, well, what if I did that? And maybe you do do that. Maybe you spend every morning, every evening, every night um, being with the Lord, you know, dedicated quiet time. I know I, I pray throughout the day, all day, every day, it seems like. But having a dedicated time set apart from everybody else to where it's just you and him. Where it's, whether it's meditating, whether it's you just sitting there worshiping with worship music on. Whether it is just having this quiet time and being in the word with him. But being consistent with that every single day. Do you get that Radiant. Do people see that radiance beaming off of you anytime you walk into a room or you walk into a store or anything of that nature? Because you would think, I'm spending this much time and dedication with the Lord, then there should be some kind of heart change. There should be, I shouldn't look like the same person. I shouldn't respond like the same person. I shouldn't act like the same person. But sometimes it isn't always the case. And that's when I think coming into, all right, let's kind of let's kind of check ourselves. What is it that maybe we need to do differently? What is it that maybe we're doing these things and, and being obedient and, and spending time, you know, quiet time with God but then when we leave the, our comfort zone or the four walls of our home, then we're not expressing that. People can't see that. People should be able to see that. People should be able to see without you even expressing verbally any words. Hey, that woman, there's something different about that woman. There's something different about that man. The way that he he glows, the way that she just can walk into a room and you can just feel the presence of God. And I'm guilty for this too. I don't there's some days when I walk into a room and you probably don't feel the presence of the Lord. Especially if I, I've had a rough day. So those are times when I've got like, hmm. I need to check myself. Another thing that I, I found very eye-opening, though, was when Moses did come down off Mount Sinai and he read the Ten Commandments and he read also how God wanted the tabernacle set up and how he had gifted each individual with their own task, their own way of helping to contribute 
towards the building <clears throat> of the tabernacle. And it even says down in Exodus 35, 20 and 21, everyone who was willing and whose heart moved came and brought an offering to the Lord for the work on the tent of meeting. So only those that were willing and only the ones whose hearts were moved were obedient and contributed. So it just goes to show you can't force anybody to do anything that they don't want to even if you do just come off the mountain you're glowing you're radiant and you're telling somebody hey this is what the lord has said they have free will they have the choice of okay i'm gonna do this or i'm not gonna do this and sometimes that can be very difficult and very hard because you do want the best for people you know what god has said but you cannot make another person do something that you want them to do. And especially even when it comes comes to God. But going a little bit further though. Into this story. Looking at Exodus 36. Um, down at 5 and 5, 6 or 7. It was told. All the skilled workers and stuff that were doing all the, the works. Um, for the tabernacle. They told Moses. The people, they're bringing more than enough for doing the work for the Lord that's commanded us to do this stuff. And so Moses actually had to give an order to stop bringing stuff. Like, hey, I need you to put a pause on this. Quit bringing stuff. So people were restrained from bringing more because what they already had was more than enough to do all the work. So even though, and, and I don't know how many people decided hey, I'm not willing to help out and my heart is not changed or moved in what you just said, even though it came from the Lord. The ones that did, that were obedient and did participate, there was an overflow. There was an abundance so much that they put, had to put a halt to it. And I think sometimes we we look at certain situations of there's not going to be enough people to do a certain thing. I see this a lot in, in churches sometimes. We don't have enough people to serve. We don't have enough people in the children's department. We don't have enough greeters. We don't have enough, you know, parking lot people. But somehow, God always makes a way. There's always enough people. There's always the right amount of children that show up where you're not overstaffed, you know, over loaded with children in children's department there's always enough greeters everything always works out and you can even put this practically into your own life even though other people you may be going through a situation and other people around you that are either family of choice blood relatives whatever the case may be and they're not showing up to help you in a way that you need them. But you're still being obedient and doing what God's asked you to do. He usually shows up. I know for myself and my family, there's been times, and especially financially, you know, I, I just did two years of grad school with very, very little pay um, at, at some of the internships. But we never, we never struggled. 
God always showed up through the entire time. All of our bills were always paid for. We always had food on the table. Our kid always got to do extracurricular activities. We never did without. And we fully give God all of that that blessing, like everything to him, all of the praise to him. Because we know we wouldn't have been able to, to make it through without him. Then jumping forward into the New Testament, and I'm in Matthew 23, Jesus is talking more so to the Pharisees. And he's calling them out on, hey, you need to check yourself. You're, you're a bunch of hypocrites. Listen to what you're doing. And he even says in 23.3, they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. This is one of my biggest pet peeves is if you don't practice what you preach, what you say, I have no respect. How can you have respect for somebody that is telling you to do X, Y, and Z when they're doing the opposite. How can you do things because all you want is for other people to see it? Because you want to get all this praise, all this worship, all everything. I think the biggest thing, and most people have heard this in scripture, but it's also a good reminder. Again, I'm in Matthew 23, starting in. 25 through, let's see, 28. And I'm kind of paraphrasing here. It says, you clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Do you think looking at this is kind of how some of the Israelites were when Moses came down off Mount Sinai and they were like, eh. Yeah, I heard what you said. I heard what the Lord said, but I'm just not going to do that. Um, I'm going to keep all of my stuff to myself. It even goes on to say in Matthew, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. And if we're going to be practical here and, and looking at ourselves, check yourself. We can We can all clean up real nice. We can look real good on the outside. We can dress differently. We can put a face on. We can get our hair done. We can drive a nice car. We can live in the nicest house. But you can still be miserable inside if you have not fixed your heart. If your heart is not where it needs to be and you're full of greed and self-indulgence, you will never be happy. And that's just, that's just honest. That's honesty. The more that you begin to work on the inside of yourself, I believe you change from the inside out. And that's how you become radiant like Moses did. There was a huge outpour 
from the inside out from Moses that made him just glowing, just beaming, instead of, oh, let's fake it till we make it. It even goes on to say in Matthew, you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So again, I think going back to check yourself. And again, I have to do, I have to do this sometimes on a daily basis of, all right, am I representing myself in a way that Christ would? Am I still trying to change the inside? I've had a major heart change. I used to have, I mean, a heart, a hard heart, kind of like Pharaoh, like just so hard and didn't care about anything or anyone. And I, I mean, I had to go through some trial. Um, I had to go through some growing pains. I mean, I really had to go through some stuff to get where I am today, but I'm not done. I tell people all the time, I don't think you ever arrive if you ever say that you arrive for whatever reason, then I think you're just, that, that's kind of prideful. Um, and that's my opinion. That, you know, that's my opinion. I don't, I think you always need to continue to learn to grow. Especially in the inside. Of what can I continue to work on? What can I continue to do better on? Even if it, you know, it is involving God. I think we all should continue to grow closer to God. Like, he wants that. He wants that relationship. He's there with arms wide open. But again, he's not going to force us to do anything. We have to be willing and obedient to pursue him. And so I guess my question is, when's the last time you've checked yourself? When's the last time you've really done a, a deep dive inside on, okay, do I really have my stuff together? Am I really presenting to others how I am in the inside? Or is this all just a ruse? Is this all just fake? Am I just a whitewashed tomb that looks great on the outside, but I'm dead in the inside? And I say if, if that's you, if you reflect on that and, and you say, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I think that's me. Do some praying. Pray on it. Ask God to kind of change your heart with that. Ask God to show you. God will show you. Hey, this is this is what I want. This is what I would like for you to do. And it can be baby steps. It's a process. But to start somewhere, though, and to recognize, hey, there's some things in my life that I need to change. There's some things in my life that I need to do better at. There's some things in my life that I need to stop doing. There's some things in my life... There's always something that we can be doing to grow closer to God. And especially in the end, if we kind of want that radiance, that glow that Moses had, where we can just walk out and everybody's like, oh my goodness, like, who is that? You know, who is that person? What, what do they have that I don't have? And I know for me, with that statement... When I met my husband, I was I was real far from God. 
He was the first godly man that I'd ever dated. And I knew he had something that I wanted. I didn't know what it was, but he was different. And I wanted to know what it was. And I wanted a piece of it. And he so kindly helped me, (laughs) led me to where I am today. He was so rooted in Christ. And he did. He... He had that glow of of Moses, and he still does. But I knew when I first saw him that there was something different. So again, the question to you is, when's the last time you checked yourself? What is it that you think you need to do to get to that place of being radiant, of beaming of joy and peace and love, not being like the Pharisees, not being like some of the Israelites and doing what you want to do when you want to do it. That's all today on the Speak Up Ministry podcast. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message, but I'd like for you to like and share, and we'll see you again.